Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is, and always will be, our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. And by Home Trust Bank. Dream travel requires smart financial planning. Get ready for what's next with a local banking partner you can trust. Dream big with Home Trust Bank. Visit htb.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from families who travel together all around the world. My guest today is Chantel Patton. I think you'll be in total awe of her and her amazing family and what they've been up to over the last eight or nine years. And Chantel, it is great to have you here on Speaking of Travel. I can't wait to get into this story and find out how you are doing this. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be really fun. So, Chantel, you talk about being a location-independent entrepreneur. What does that mean? That basically means, in a nutshell, that you can live and work anywhere remotely. So, as long as you have an internet connection, you can be anywhere. And I know, for the most part, this is so common and so well-known, especially now that COVID has passed through everyone's lives. It changed and shook everybody up with the traditional workflow of nine to five driving to a specific location. But we formulated our lives to be location independent so that we can have that freedom um, way back when, um, already in 2008, I would say. Wow. So 2008 was a, a big year. There was a lot going on just in economies and world yeah. shifting in so many ways. Give us a little idea of what was going on in your head and your husband's head and your family's head to think, 
oh, this is a great time to start doing something different than what we usually do. Well, this is really easy because this was the year my youngest daughter was born. We were stuck in a freezing cold Canadian winter with snowfall after snowfall. We were waking up having to shovel the, the laneway. And it was just awful, to be honest. And we just wanted out of that kind of scenario. We wanted to be able to be in the warmth during our winters. And so it just made sense. We had already positioned ourselves where we can work remotely. Everything was taking off. Internet was fast. You know, everything was working good. And we read a book about, you know, working remotely and such. And we thought, what are we doing here? So as soon as my daughter was born... We literally had the authority, you know, to leave the country with her at four weeks old and off we went to Florida (laughs) and it was just like, this is amazing. This is the way to live, you know, somewhere. So this is how it kind of all started. And that's exactly where we were at at that time. And how old were your other girls at that time when the newborn happened? Oh yeah, they were two and four. And I kind of like shake my head now when I think back about it, because we were at Disneyland with a four week old, a two year old and a four-year-old. And I'm like, what were we thinking? You know, I don't know what I was thinking. I felt like, you know, you're young, you have energy. You don't think maybe you should be resting, but no, I mean, and we were like, this is Disneyland. Let's go have fun. You know, <laughs> and I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never recommend that to a new mom. <laughs> but what kind of foundation you created for those kids and for your, for your whole family to say, we're free. We don't have to be tied into doing anything anymore. And, and then actually watching your children grow into this kind of lifestyle. So give us an idea of how you moved forward uh, from Florida to, to actually get out there with these kids and start living your life bigger than, than ever. Yeah. So when I look back, so right now, you know, it's 2021, uh, December when this comes out. And I look back and I think, oh my gosh, I've been to now a hundred countries and our three girls have been to 98 and then 99, um, my eldest. And I think, holy crap. Like if you would have told me that when we were in Florida at the time with those little ones that, oh, you know, in, in this many years, you're going to have traveled the world and seen all these different places. I would have been like, you're absolutely nuts. There's no way, you know, and in our minds, we had the idea of travel, maybe to Europe. And we really enjoyed travel. And and this is always hot on our list. My husband and I, when we, you know, first met, this is like, we definitely both love travel. This is our goal. This is what we're working towards. You know, we're kind of goal driven. We write down our goals on a daily and we, we focus on getting towards those goals and stuff like that. But I still would have had, I wouldn't have believed you. Right. And so my husband, on the other hand, I mean, he's had all the countries listed. And he's always had it in his heart that he wants to go to every country in the world. And he started following these young 20 year olds who have done it. And I'm like, yes, but they're single guys with backpacks on their back, you know, roughing it. And that's not for a family. You know, this is, this is my mindset. So then fast forward when we were in Florida, he found this great uh, situation to go to Europe. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's book the flights. Let's go. So we took them out of school for five weeks. So it was going to be this innocent little five-week trip, Spain and Italy and France and Switzerland and maybe Germany, you know, kind of like a small little trip like this where we go around. And then one of my friends who's in Europe, she was like, you know what? Let's do a house exchange. I'm going to go to your place in Florida for a month. You stay here for a month and, and we'll do this whole swap, you know, everything. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. 
but she couldn't go for another month. So five weeks turned into basically three months by this time it was all said and done. Well, by then we had already moved around. We already got used to working in a different time zone. Uh, we, you know, just everything was set in a sense that this could really work. Why don't we continue doing this? Right. <laughs> so we went back to Florida and literally packed up again within weeks and off we were to Europe again. And this time we thought, right, we still didn't have the idea that we could homeschool our kids. I mean, it was there, but I thought there's no way with my workflow and everything that I could take on the responsibility, you know, cause that's a big responsibility on someone's shoulders. And I thought, I just can't do it. You know, that was my mindset. So we put them in a school, they learned French, um, they were going to school and everything. And we kept taking them out of school though. We would take them away for a month and travel. And then all of a sudden we were enjoying ourselves. So we would extend it to four months. And of course the school system was like, you can't keep doing this. This is not functional, you know? And <laughs> so we decided to full-time homeschool. Well, that opened up a whole different ballgame of being able to travel and really be full-time you know, digital nomads in a sense. So we always kept a home and, and a base, I could say like a base, if you will, um, to be able to go back to. So we do have a sense of belonging and that is um, currently, you know, in Europe. And so um, we do this back and forth, but yeah, this is kind of how it all happened. And because Europe's so small, you can travel so easily that all of a sudden checking off every single European country was just done. And then we we're like, well, let's go and check off all these countries. And, you know, and so it, that's kind of how it evolved to now a hundred countries. So. And so now the girls, the three Patton girls, are that much older. Give us a sense of how old they are now. So, yeah. So when we, when we first set off to Europe, they were five, seven, and nine. And now they are 13, 16, and 18, almost 18. So, yeah. Well, I can tell you that is like having grownups. It's like having other yeah. grownups with you, right? It is. It's a whole different... Uh... <laughs> We're in a whole different stage of life, I could say that. Well, when we come back from the break, Chantal, I want to talk more about where these girls are today, because really, when you think about homeschooling, you know, what kind of commitment is that for you? Is that something that that you do every single day? I think we need to find out how this whole package has worked for you and how it's worked for your kids. Now, do you all have a website or a way that people can be getting more information while they're listening to our conversation? Yes, 100%. We started sharing our experiences uh, four years ago under Growing Up Without Borders. So that's how we go by because our girls have literally grown up without borders, um, you know, whether it's travel borders, mental borders in their mind, you know, we look at the world as one big planet that we're all living on. This is our planet Earth and we're all here, you know, so we don't have these borders, although we know they exist. So yeah, growing up the borders and mainly YouTube, we we share every video of all the different actually, you know, places we go and places we discover. So wow. Well thank you so much. I can't wait to come back and talk more about how you have been able to create this lifestyle for you and your family. It's just I, you know, you think about this big planet that we're on, and yet it's really a small world. And mm -hmm. to be able to raise your children in an environment where they can actually be feet on the ground in other cultures and see that people are alike everywhere you go is truly a gift. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's awesome. I can't wait to share more. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Chantelle Patton. She is a location-independent entrepreneur. She and her family have traveled to over 100 countries, and we're going to find out more about how she is doing that. We'll be right back. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and my guest today is Chantel Patton. And Chantel, we're here talking about your your traveling and bringing up your kids and and you've said you're a location-independent entrepreneur. Where is your location today as we're speaking? Today as we're speaking, we are in the country of New Zealand. (laughs) I forgot to mention that. It's a beautiful country. We arrived just in March 2020, right before the world shut down. And I think we are the longest visitors that have probably visited this country on a visitor's visa. They keep extending it for us. We just got another extension, and so we're still here, which is crazy. That is crazy. So is that the longest you've been anywhere during your travels over these past eight years? This is the longest we've ever stayed in a country in the past, yeah, eight years, for sure. (laughs) So what does that feel like? I know it's different circumstances because it's, you know, you've been on lockdown and there's all this protocol with, with the pandemic, but as far as settling, you know, you have three girls They've been on the road. They've been traveling for pretty much a good part of their life. What are you sensing right now that you're all kind of settled in? This is interesting because since we've been in New Zealand, um, they had a hard lockdown at the very beginning of COVID, and then everything was open during the whole pandemic. So we have lived COVID-free the whole time, and this is unbelievable. So we had no masks, no lockdowns, nothing all the way up until just a couple months ago when COVID and the Delta variant arrived in the country. And so now there are parts of the country in lockdown, but we, we essentially have been able to continue traveling throughout only within New Zealand. So the first year we were here, we literally moved homes every week into a different home and we visited the whole country. So we know the country of New Zealand now from top to bottom, like it's just unbelievable. And then just recently, we've kind of settled in one area. So we are getting a sense of uh, belonging, I guess you could say. Our girls are going to local youth programs and getting to know the kids in the area. Um, but it's still not home, of course. You know, it feels very homey, but it's not a, a full-time, you know, feeling of this is home yet anyway. <laughs> so when you talked earlier about homeschooling these girls, give us an idea of what that even means, because I'm not sure that a lot of people even understand on a bigger scope, when you talk about homeschooling, what kind of 
rules or regulations there are. There are certain protocols that you have to adhere to in order to make sure that they are learning. What's the Mm -hmm. scope on that? Yeah, it's very interesting with us because we follow um, a U.S. curriculum. For many years, we were. And so it was an online curriculum that we had bought from the United States. And the girls would log on to their computer and they had all their different subjects to do. But because we were at this time, um, so living in Switzerland, we had to adhere by their rules and regulations. So they had to actually go do tests every couple of years. Uh, it was all in French. And then they had to pass German tests. So it was very interesting um and <laughs> to say the least because when the controllers would sit with us and go through everything not realizing that our mother tongue is english they would then go oh this is why they scored poorly on this test you know like yeah you know all of our schooling is done in english and so it was just um you know very different and we had to kind of follow certain rules and regulations but it's really more so what we've imposed on ourselves that we want our kids to learn that has been the predominant um kind of control if you will because you can pass through all systems and everything like that, but really what you really want is the best for your kids overall, right? You want them to give, give them a good shot in, in life and, you know, to have good education. And there's a lot of people when they think of homeschooling, they think of like these, you know, people that live out in the middle of nowhere and they're, they're unschooling or, you know, that the kids aren't educated or they're just doing whatever they want and climbing up a tree or, but that's really not how it goes. And especially when you are world schooling your kids, because, they're traveling and they're seeing so many different things when they're going to all these different countries, they're just learning by osmosis. They're learning by being there. And so those are things that you don't retain the same way as when you're in a classroom. So you could be reading about history or geography in a classroom and having a teacher teach you. Like when I was young, our teacher was monotone and very boring with history. And I, I did poorly, but now I love history and I love to, to learn. And I see that in our girls, when they're going somewhere, they're retaining so much and they learned and know so much more than I did when I was 20 something years old. I, like before I started traveling, like they already know that I, yeah, at a young age. So it's, it's a totally different way of doing it. And um, lastly, just recently, we started an online school, an online worldwide high school. And this is fairly new. Um, And especially with COVID and everything like that, I know a lot of schools have switched to Zoom calls and online, but this is a school that was already formulated pre-COVID for online learning and to get kids into higher education. So they have access to now real teachers. Um, They have school every day. They have homework. So it's structured, but we still can be anywhere at any time and continue schooling. So that's kind of what we do. (laughs) Well, that sounds like the best of both worlds. But what what I'm curious about, Chantal, and, and See if you can explain this. So you have three girls. They're they're all different. I mean, the, it. You have the classic. You have the older child, the middle child, and then the the baby, the youngest child. And I'm sure that, like most families, that your kids are a little, uh, uh, very much similar in so many ways. But I'm sure there are ways that they're different. Have you found as you've been traveling and changing locations and uh, moving about the way that you are choosing to raise your family, that you're seeing different ways that your kids approach certain things? Or uh, are there things that you have to accommodate maybe one child a little bit differently than another as as you're moving through this world education lifestyle? Yeah, 100%. And 
you know, what shapes, like everyone's obviously unique, right? Every child's unique, although you bring them, bring them up in the same scenario and everyone goes through life and has different experiences, which affects their character in a way. Right. And so if I bring you back to our daughter, she got really sick in the country of um, Ecuador and ended up in hospital for a whole week with a bacterial infection. And it was extremely scary. And I think from her going through that, it's opened her world to bacterias and infections. And and this is all pre-COVID. So she's always been almost like a clean freak when we travel and not wanting to touch anything dirty because she's scared to get an infection, right? So it's kind of molded this character in her that didn't exist before, whereas the others are carefree and will eat anything. And and she's just more more sensitive to this. In today's world, this is a good thing, you know, but (laughs) pre-COVID, we were like, stop being like this. Stop washing your hands. Stop, you know, touch things. Don't worry about touching things. It's good to get bacteria in you, you know, and educating her about the benefits of it. But so I think that changes uh, the way you do things. And then I see things in, in the characters of each one. Like, for example, we were in the country of um, Malawi, and we were going to go from cross over the border into Mozambique and then fly down to the south of Mozambique. And at the time, my daughter, who's more organized and thinks things through, she says, we really should cross the day before in case there's anything that happens. And I thought, you know, we listened to her, thankfully, because we were stuck at that border for hours, hours and hours and hours, and we would have missed the flight had we not done that. So each one of them brings a little sense of their own personality to travel and and we kind of feed off each other. And it's a good thing. You know, again, my youngest, she likes home cooked meals. So if we arrive somewhere and in certain countries, you don't have access to takeaway and all these things. So sometimes if it's too late, it's we're getting something at the gas station and that might be yogurt and a bag of chips. I mean, that's awful because we are so not like that. Um, and that's really hard for her. So we try to accommodate, you know, each personality and, and they're all very different. What goes for one might not go for the other, you know, so I hope that answers your question. It definitely does. And I know a lot of people think about that because you can't have two kids even that are not so much alike in some ways, but so different in other ways. And when you're stepping out into areas that are that are big, big changes, big sweeping things, uh, of course, you're going to be able to see the different characters and the different almost like genetic, you know, is it nature or nurture? What's what's really coming out right now? So Chantel, exactly. when we come back from the break, I want to dive even deeper into this education and, and the series of online classes that your girls are doing. And just, I think what, what really is um, fascinating to me is that you and your husband have... Uh, taken this this step with your kids uh, to have them grow up in an environment where they are uh, having to learn how to be flexible and accommodating and really would love when we come back to to get some some idea from you on on what's worked and maybe what hasn't I'd love to share I can't wait Great. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Chantal Patton. And this is really a way that you can get in your head 
taking your kids places is really a good thing, whether it's just down the street to another uh, part of the county or, or across the ocean to another part of the world. So stay tuned. We're going to get some good tips here. This is Marilyn Ball. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Kay. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we put you in the middle of experiencing Asheville like no one else can. With an expert guide by your side, you'll have an all-access pass to what makes Asheville so unique. Our sense of place, history, and awe, along with great food and drinks and spectacular views. We follow safety protocols on every tour. Come experience why TripAdvisor awarded our company the 2020 Traveler's Choice Award, placing us in the top 10% of attractions worldwide. To learn more about us and our award-winning tours, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Travel is on the rise these days, and significant trips require smart financial planning. That's why Home Trust Bank is a valuable investment resource. They're a local, community-focused partner who can help manage your finances so your dream trip can become a reality. Travel light and leave your money worries behind. Connect with your local Home Trust Bank team member or visit htb.com. Home Trust Bank, helping you get ready for what's next. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and with me today is Chantelle Patton, and she is talking to us today from New Zealand. And Chantel, where in New Zealand are you? Give us a little bit of a geography lesson. All right. So we are on the South Island of New Zealand. And when you look at New Zealand on the map, it looks quite small next to Australia, but it has, it's actually really big. You know, when you look at the top all the way to the bottom, it's narrow. So you can get easily from one coast to the other, but lengthwise it's huge. And so, yeah, we are at the very North of the South Island. So do you, when you have been, you've been here now for a long time in New Zealand, given the circumstances, did you rent a car? How do you all get around? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So the hospitality in New Zealand is unbelievable. Let's just put it this way. So in the beginning, we rented a car because we honestly thought we were only going to be here for a month, two months, then three months. And so after renting this car for what felt like forever, we had been using a website called Home Exchange. And long story short, one of the exchangers that we were with, they said, look, we have this extra car for home exchangers. You guys are home exchangers. So please just have access to our car. They gracefully and just so openly gave us access to driving their vehicles. So that's what we were driving with now. And um, because we have a YouTube channel, we're starting to do sponsorships and stuff. And so I did contact a car company and we have worked with them a little bit as well. So we're doing a little bit of a mixture here, but yes, in the beginning, it was just such a waste of throwing money out the window and renting a car. (laughs) Well, Speaking of money, let's kind of let's kind of merge over there for a minute because I'm sure you get asked a lot. Like, how do you support this kind of lifestyle? I mean, I know most people who have kids would say, "Oh, yeah, we would do that. Sure, we would drop everything we're doing and go live that lifestyle." But how are we going to have money to do that? 
So, How are we going to do it? This is the biggest question. So back in 2001, when my husband and I first started our business, we tried to make everything formulated around the possibility for us to be able to, in the future, travel and be location independent. And we had this mindset. So we really wanted to focus on any kind of revenue that was ongoing and more residual based type of incomes. And so we started an online wedding planner at the time and we had advertisers on there and we had a web development company where people registered with their hosting and domains. And so all of this was kind of building up and then we would build out websites, but everything was in the mindset that we want to build up enough of a residual income to be able to be able to, you know, travel and not think about all of that. And so we had done that and everything was going well and everything. And uh, so this is what we did. And then we saw a shift in, in the way marketing's done. And because we were already traveling. So at this point, I think we had been to 80 countries and we hadn't done anything with all this travel. And we kept saying, we want travel to be our, our lifestyle and our income. And how can we shift this around? And I don't know if it's because we were out of the US and kind of the Americas for so long, we didn't realize how big YouTubers were and all this kind of world of, of putting your family out there. And I thought, oh, there's all these blogs on travel. I don't want to just do another blog. And then there was also the fact that we didn't want our customers to just think that we were just you know, going around the world, traveling, having fun and not taking care of business. And so they didn't know when we'd be taking calls in Bali or wherever we were in Europe or all of this, where we were. So we were able to continue running our businesses, location independent without that. So by putting ourselves online on YouTube was a big risk, but we really wanted to shift our way of doing business. And we wanted this to become now our business. And so this is where we've been putting a lot of our focus on and it's starting to, to pay back, which is wonderful. So it, it, it's, I guess, multiple streams of, of revenue that we're taking in from across the board. And that's what has sustained us. So we've seen the shift though. I mean, we've all been through COVID and, and one of our major kind of contributors being a wedding planner in Canada, there's been like zero weddings, right. For over the 18 months. So we've, we've had a shift, but thankfully we've been able to kind of zig and zag through it. So there you go. <laughs> well, I would imagine too, that as your girls have grown up in this environment and being out there to uh, live a lifestyle where you're kind of dependent on what's happening online and having their education online, that they must be uh, growing into this new technology and really oh become gosh. savvy to, to kind of help out. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable because they, yeah, they are taking on roles by, again, by osmosis, like they are our video editors. They know the, the importance of titles and thumbnails and they're learning all the monetization. That's all they hear. I mean, they eat, live, breathe it. Right. And then you think of e economy. Um, so back to the online school that they're doing, one of the economic teachers was asking, you know, are your parents economic kind of backgrounds? And, and my daughter's like, well, no, but we travel because she knows government systems, not by reading it from a textbook, but by living it, by walking through a communist country and seeing how the buildings are and the, the train systems and the people and their mannerisms. So she's experienced things like this, that she's able to describe it when they say, well, what is this kind of world government like? And what is this? And then she sees supplies and demands because of the countries we go to and how do they get the things in and what are they able to export when they have no landmass, you know, all these things that she just you know, they're learning. And so it, it's really interesting to see because as parents, you don't 
realize what they're learning until they start spitting it back, you know, and where people outside are realizing that and they're like, Oh, how do your kids know this? Or how do they speak such good Spanish? Well, we've traveled to all these Spanish countries so they can go and have conversations now in Spanish. Like it's nothing, you know, it's unbelievable really. Well, I'm curious how they relate to people and, and relationships. You know, I know people who, uh, just by by the way that their families uh, lived, they moved to a different city every year and they went to 12 different high schools. Those wow. kids are different. You know, it, it, they might have a harder time making friends because they've had to change all the time. Give us a little idea of what it's like for your kids as far as making friends and being a part of a community, if you will. Yeah, so they all three of them, one of them is a little less social, but all three of them are pretty much able to go out and meet, you know, friends anywhere. But I do honestly think that it does change uh, the way the mindset is because, you know, they probably don't feel like they can make a really long lasting relationship like you have in a traditional setup where you go to school every day, you have your same friend, you know, all of that kind of disappears. But thankfully, I guess there's the social aspect where they can socialize online and stuff like that. And they meet friends everywhere they go. And they also bring a different dynamic to the to the table, if you will. Like if we go visit a family, let's say like we did at Halloween, they have younger kids and older kids and our girls encompass everyone into the equation. So they will play with a young four or five year old as they will with a, you know, 20 to 80 year old, whatever. Like there's no barrier on who they will play with. And I think that comes from being able to travel and having conversations with all different age groups. They're not shy to speak to different age groups. And so this changes, you know, the relationships and such. Well, it sounds like the, the growth of being able to know that there are people everywhere who have families just like they do, who care about each other, just like you do, uh, must be very rewarding for you and your husband to know, wow, we've made all these sacrifices and and decisions around these three kids, and we're seeing it come back in such a positive way. So that must be really great. And Chantal, tell us again how to get onto this uh, YouTube channel. Oh, well, just type in Growing Up Without Borders, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube mainly, and of course, our website. Well, when we come back from the break, I want to I want to focus in just a little bit deeper on the uh, dynamics of this family of five without borders and see see if you can give us some some helpful tips just to not only how you've gone through the the highs and the lows, but also I want to find out where you're planning on going down the road. Thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel. Thank you for having me. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Chantal Patton. She's in New Zealand. We're in North Carolina. There's a little bit of a time difference, but we're making it up. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Why not make the most of the beautiful winter season and plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect winter wonderland adventure in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is a 900-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many special places and awe-inspiring vistas around nearly every corner. And this is the perfect time to create safe and memorable adventures across Western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. Well, my guest today is Chantal Patton, and... Chantal, I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to have you on the show and learn so much about how you and your husband have been taking your children, your three girls, just on this incredible journey of a lifetime. And just thank you so much for sharing with us this grand story of yours. Well, thank you. This is exactly, we want people to feel like they're joining us and coming along with us. So when we're posting our videos on our YouTube channel, um, we want people to have that sense of I'm coming along with you. And so hopefully in sharing with you today, people get a little bit more insight uh, as to maybe what we don't share in the videos, you know, the, the real nitty gritty of what we do in the behind the scenes. So well, one thing that came to my mind when you were talking about your daughter being in the hospital and that hmm. she had that bacteria and how scary that was, what what is it like to handle health care for your family when you're traveling? Well, when things go well, of course, everything's fine. Um, but when you have it up like that, like that is just a position that you don't want to put anybody through, you know, especially, thankfully, you know, I can speak enough Spanish to understand, but you really... I mean, nobody wants to be in that scenario, right? So let's just pretend we're not in that scenario <laughs> and that everything's well. Because for the most part, I guess in, in hindsight, a lot of these countries that you may be traveling to, their their medical systems are top-notch and a fraction of the cost. If you're thinking, you know, if your listeners are in the US, it's United States is probably the worst country you want to be sick in when it comes to not having insurance. Um, whereas a lot of the other countries you can pay out of pocket and it's still a fraction of the cost. Um, and you can still get good quality medical services. You know, a lot of people do medical tourism where they fly to places like Thailand to go get certain procedures done and stuff like that. So, um, but for the most part, everything's well, you know, I knock on wood, you know, we've done things differently when we travel, we travel with um, medicines and we travel with certain things so that we're not stuck. Cause we have been in situations where we've been very unwell uh, for weeks at a time. So we've kind of learned the ropes the hard way and uh, go a little bit more prepared. Wow. I'm sure there are just so many things that you have to think about. What about accommodations? Like, I'm trying to get my head around how you even determine, oh, we're going to go here now, and we're going to stay here, there. How does that all come together for you? Well, let me share in the beginning and then uh, middle and now how we do it, because it's very different from when we first got started. And so when I 
way back when in 2013, we used a lot of um, uh, websites that did basically they were called Euro camps and it was like glamping in Europe. And it's not like a traditional campsite that you would have in the United States. It's like very luxurious and almost like glamping where you have access to a beautiful little home and all the activities. And so we did that a lot um, in the beginning and we went all over in all these different countries doing this. And that worked out great because our kids were young and I didn't want to be in a situation where we had only a tiny little hotel room. And then we had to go eat out every meal that gets to be taxing. And then maybe they don't like the food and then they're hungry and you know, all of that. So this worked really good. Then as we started traveling, we did a lot through different point systems with a timeshare. So we did some of those and we would travel off season. So we would, our points would give us for one week, maybe give us four weeks of travel. So we did a lot of different things that way. And then of course there's Airbnb and, and just normal hotels. And so very varied, I would say in the beginning and just recently in the last uh, now maybe two and a half years or so, we discovered a website called home exchange and the way home exchange is revolutionized. Our travel is just unbelievable. So it makes travel affordable for everyone because you take your existing home that you have your base and you put it on this home exchange site and it, the whole world is there and you can do exchanges with people from around the world. You can host people and you can earn points. And then you can take those points and travel into a different country. And what is the most amazing part about it all is that you're in a home, you're not in a hotel anymore. And so this has been really effective for us because we're working. So we need, you know, sometimes desk space, you want a kitchen because you don't want to eat out all the time. So for the most part, this is great. It doesn't, it's not available in every single country. So certain countries you still have to do, you know, hotels or Airbnbs and everything, but we've done everything from hostels and luxury to in between to (laughs) all sorts. So your girls obviously have learned and developed how to be really flexible and turn on a dime and give us a little bit of an idea about these YouTube videos that you're doing and and how you all came up with that concept and who kind of works it and and how do you gear it around certain subjects for people to be engaged so the idea came up again when we were traveling and we were kind of around country 80 we were like how do we turn this into our business and stuff and it was our girls at first they were watching all these youtube videos and they were like you know other families and i was like oh my gosh that's this is what we do. You know, we can just do it. And we have an online marketing kind of background already with what we do work-wise. So it was like an easy thing for us to put together. We've already built, you know, videos for companies, all these things. So we were like, right, we could do this. And and then our girls really, you know, it was a decision as a family. Are we going to do this? We're all in, we're all okay with this. You know, let's put ourselves out there. That's a big decision, you know? And um, so now it's given us a sense of purpose also when we're traveling including our girls, when they go to a place, now we're not just like going to experience it for ourselves, we're going to experience so that we can share it with other people, we can share this wisdom and knowledge of this country or share a bit of their history or some of the local information or some of even the local stories from people that don't have a voice, you know, that we can hopefully get that message out. So it's it's really changed our whole purpose. And um, one of the reasons behind it all is really to showcase the beauty of the world as well, because let's face it, you know, when you're watching the media and the TV, you get scared of what's out there. You you think, oh my gosh, this is a dangerous place. And I'll pick the country of Nicaragua as my example, because before we went to Nicaragua, I was almost having anxiety in the middle of the night. I was so scared to go because of a political problem 
and no tourists were going. And so we were going to just pass through, like literally pass through, maybe stop a night or two and continue on. We stayed nine weeks. It was so beautiful and it was so peaceful. And there was no tourists because everyone was scared to go. But it was just unbelievable and amazing. And if you only listen to the media, you will get scared. And yes, there are issues. There are real issues. But the local population, they're just living their normal life like you and I. And everyone just is happy and wants the world to be peaceful, right? So this is the kind of things we want to portray and showcase to the world that it's such a beautiful place and people are just wonderful. So, yeah. Well, I just want to say, you know, thank you because it's like your family are our ambassadors. You're out there with your feet on the ground and, uh, and really being able to, like you say, be without borders that, yeah, you know, you can, you can go from one place to another. Uh, yeah, fear is out there. But when you see for yourselves, especially for children, that people are people everywhere you go, families are families. What is up? for you in the future? I mean, obviously, you're going to stay there. You know, I think people are coming back, they're traveling, it's the holidays, there's a lot going on right now. But as we move into 2022, I think that there's going to be a little movement. Are you already thinking, well, maybe it's going to be time sooner than later? Yeah, well, because we still have the goal to visit every country in the world. And our girls are at the age Julia is going to be wanting to go off to, you know, post-secondary school and such, but she's game to still continue on to finish the goal. So um, we're going to postpone her getting to school for at least a year to be able to travel some more. And so we're going to go to the countries we haven't been to um, as much as we want to go to the ones we we've been to already. So we're going to be going through the Middle East. We'll be passing through Europe. And then the idea would be to get to Africa and really head off. We have about 44 countries there that we need to still get to. Um, so this is the the goal in the next year. Well, I'll tell you, you guys are just, uh, you're, you're rocking and rolling out there, aren't you? You just, you keep it going and and tell us again how we can get in touch with you and and Aww, follow thank, you and yeah thank you so much because I really appreciate that so you know please go subscribe to our channel um, this keeps us going you know every time people subscribe and like and and share our videos but it's under growing up without borders and um, we're on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and of course our website and if you really want to uh, follow along we do send out newsletters so people can sign up for the newsletter to um, to get to know where we are currently so yeah well we're going to look forward to being a part of your family we're just going to fit right in there and and follow you and live vicariously <laughs> through you and your kids yeah we tend to adopt family members as we go so you're welcome to as well <laughs> well consider that done and Chantel, i would love to have you back on speaking of travel next year so we can catch up and find out where everybody is and uh and who knows maybe someday you'll be somewhere where i am and we can all meet up Oh, that'd be wonderful. I'd love that. Well, thank you so much again for being on Speaking of Travel and, and safe journeys. Thank you so much, Marilyn. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, Chantal, for being on Speaking of Travel. You know, I love traveling with my family. Some of my favorite trips were those where we had multi-generations and everyone shared even the simplest experience to create these really special moments. So what's the takeaway from Chantal's story? Well, when you're on a trip together with your family, it seems you're able to fully dedicate your time to each other and relax and enjoy each other. 
Children love experiential learning, and when provided an opportunity to see more of the world, they're actually like little sponges and soak up all that the bigger world is about. Whether you go explore the next town over together or travel across the world, everyone in the family will be awarded lifelong memories. Just moving out of your routine and traveling together not only is going to enhance your family's understanding of the world out there, but most importantly, traveling with your family will broaden your perspectives and make you all happier and healthier. So what are you waiting for? Plan your next family vacation and go have fun. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Joy.